0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com.
1: That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Hey, y'all. Setter Rounds and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The first round of the 2021 NFL Draft literally just ended. It's I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Ryan Pace's newest fan. And with me, as always, is AJ Gettleman Gonna Gettleman Marchese. Hey, he didn't... Get swindled, kind of, but he did make a weird selection. He did. This yeah. is our instant reaction to the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft, and therefore, we're just going to jump right into it. And AJ, I'm gonna, I'm going right off the bat, I'm gonna ask you, what was the biggest holy shit moment of uh, night one of the 2021 NFL Draft?
1: I mean, we got to start with uh, the big old Bears trade up with the, with the aforementioned New York Giants to get Justin Fields. Um, I mean, look, we we knew the Bears needed a quarterback. That that Andy Dalton is our QB tweet wasn't wasn't fooling anybody. But I don't think anyone saw this coming. Um, I mean, I, neither of us expected Fields to actually fall out of the top ten. So for even the chance to get there, uh, for the for the Bears to to pull out and get up there to get them was huge. Um, a pretty good value. Like what uh, next year's first uh, twenty. A uh, fourth and a fifth. Like, that's not bad to go get your franchise quarterback. I know it's only nine slots, uh, but we've seen teams pay more. But that that was definitely uh, maybe the best moment of the night and the, the biggest holy shit moment.
0: Especially good value when at least both of us considered him a top ten player in the class. Yeah. And then when you just factor in that he's a franchise quarterback, my quarterback two, your quarterback three, it's really not giving up that much to make a move for a guy of that caliber. I think part of it being a holy shit moment is, at least for me, I of the teams who've been rumored to maybe make a move if he fell, Chicago didn't seem like a realistic mm-hmm. one to me. I agree. Partially just because Ryan Pace has not done a very good job as GM. <laughs> and um, so to see them go and make that move, I mean, that's going to be awesome for Bears fans. For the first time in a really long time, you at least have some confidence in the quarterback they selected. Uh, and, and getting, uh, he was my number four player, getting him at 11th. And it's not like they're short on talent around him. No. Obviously, Tariq Cohen, Dave Montgomery, Alan Robinson finally as a quarterback. Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, if he if he sticks around. They've spent they've spent capital on tight end. Um, they've, they've got some work to do up front. But this is Matt Nagy's chance to really prove himself as this quote-unquote offensive genius that they originally hired come from Kansas City. Now he's got a quarterback who can do everything you want. Uh, I'm so excited to see what happens.
1: Yeah, that's pretty. He stays in Big Ten country too. Now let me let me ask you this: Did Nagy and uh, Pace uh, save their jobs, or like could you see this also maybe accelerating the clock a little bit? Maybe maybe more for for Nagy where. Cause you know the the Bears aren't a bad team, so maybe like the expectations uh, f- from upstairs is that go and make the playoffs. Now that there's seven playoff teams, it's it's achievable. You got you got Justin Fields. Do you think maybe that that, that it can not backfire on them, but maybe maybe the timetable is is still kind of the same, or, like it, it differently than when you usually buy a rookie quarterback, and you know it buys you time, right? I think Ryan Pace has bought himself at least two more years by doing this. Probably, yeah. Matt,
0: Matt Nagy, on the other hand, yeah, if it crashes and burns this year, I, I think there's a chance he's out. Um, I think, yeah, I don't I don't know if it necessarily helps Matt Nagy, but it definitely, I think, does extend Ryan Pace's mm-hmm. life in Chicago. I, ultimately, I think they both at least have two more years, but um, it, you could see a scenario where Nagy is fired if – if things don't go well early.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw, you know, the Chargers, uh, Herbert looked great, but Lane still got canned, Um rightfully yeah. so. But, yeah, if, you know, if, if Nagy doesn't have things totally clicking with fields, I, I definitely agree. I don't, like, I, I think Pace got himself some time. I don't think Nagy gets, I mean, he gets a quarterback finally, but I don't think he gets any more time out of this.
0: Is that... I mean, I think that's kind of the moment. Justin, the Bears jumping up to 11, taking Justin Fields. I think that's kind of the moment that defines the night. Um, do you have any kind of, uh, I guess, other lesser holy shit moments uh, to take away from, from tonight?
1: You want to talk about Mac Jones here?
0: <laughs> I put him in all the negative categories. I, I looked at holy shit as more of a positive thing. or, But, but, but I mean... When when they were on the
1: clock, did you think the the, the Patriots were going to take them? I I felt like it, yeah, but then I I saw it get tipped on Twitter, unfortunately, and then it kind of ruined ruined the holy shit, I guess, out of it. But <laughs> yeah, and I I I wasn't sure, right? Because then the, the the Jets jumped the Patriots, right? And more on that later. Um, so and we jokingly said, well, are they are they getting Mac Jones here? <laughs> Which so we knew the Patriots were interested, right? But like. I wasn't sure because the, the the Jets maneuver felt and then obviously they took Elijah Very Tucker. So I felt like they were trying to steal him from the Pats, but I don't know. I, it, it kind of feels like Mac Jones was their target all along. I
0: I I still like he was on the board. I didn't think it was happening until it happened. I couldn't I still can't believe he went in the first round. Once the forty nines got past him and then the Lions went past on him, I thought not, not tonight, or if it's happening tonight, it'd be someone jumping back into the first round to grab him, secure that fifth-year option. I just It's hard to grasp a scenario where, one, Mac Jones is playing early, and two, he's playing early and successfully, given kind of the lack of go-to pass catchers. I know they brought in uh, Johnny Smith, and they brought in Hunter Henry, but... Like, that wide receiver core is still pretty gross-looking. Yeah. And Nelson Aguilar felt like a big boomer-bust swing in free agency. I'm interested to see if they do look to add more in terms of pass catchers on day two. Um, they must, yeah. Like, I if they tailor the offense to a lot of what he was doing in Alabama, I could see some success early. But him and Cam... Like, what they were running with Cam Newton last year is so different than what Mac Jones was running okay. in
1: Alabama. Yeah. So, like the- I, I'm... Yeah, that aspect it, it, of it, it, it surprised it, me too because it it really felt like they're they're moving on to this. Okay, let's get a mobile quarterback, a quarterback that can do more than just sit right. in the pocket. And it, it, I mean, we saw work at times last year, um, but I know, but Cam Newton, you know, he's not fully healthy and stuff. Um, so like, I think I think this is super fun. I don't know. Mac Jones feels yeah, like he's, no, he's he's gonna give us like another villain if he's good at least. Um, Feel, the Cam Newton-Mac Jones quarterback competition in the in the summer is going to be weird and probably get annoying, but it's going to be fun. Um, so I I think it's one of the most more enjoyable moments. And, like, I don't know, if Mac Jones ended up anywhere, I'm happy it's New England. It just, I don't know, feels right.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you in, in terms of removing – how I feel about him as a prospect, mm-hmm. first round quarterbacks are make make teams more interesting no matter what whether they're good or bad they're more interesting with them. Um, I'm I am excited to see what Josh McDaniels does with them and how they tailor the offense to his skill set and how how a battle between him and Cam Newton plays mm-hmm. out just such different players. Um, it, it's hard to not pick quarterbacks for the holy shit moment for sure, especially yeah. especially those two who had been talked about. So much for different reasons leading up to the draft. Um, I mean, I th- I guess you like you could argue Trey Lance is a holy shit moment just because the draft really started at pick three Yeah. Uh, when the 49ers took him. But, like, I think we both deep down thought he would be the pick. I mean, that was our pick in the final mock was Trey Lance to the 49ers. It felt... Again, he I think was schematically the best fit for what Kyle Shanahan does. Um, arguably, the highest upside of the Don Trevor Lawrence quarterbacks. Yeah, I- I'm glad that was the pick. So I guess it kind of took away from the whole issue. Sh- it was more of a, a relief than a oh my
1: god. Just
0: it, it was yeah, it was relief because that's what we expected and hoped would happen.
1: Yeah, like like by like seven o'clock, you know an hour before the draft, I felt pretty like not a hundred percent it was gonna be Lance, but you know like. 70% it was going to be Lance. Like, it, it just felt like it was all coming together there. Uh, but, you know, it, it, there's still a slight holding your breath when it, when, they, when they came up to announce the pick, or Goodell did. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree. I, I, as a Seahawks fan, I'm angry that they didn't pick Matt Jones. Um, I'm also angry that it wasn't Justin Fields because I'm used to cheering against Justin Fields. Um, so that could have continued. I love Trey Lance. I, think, I agree. I think he's got the highest upside uh, out of anyone that's not named Trevor Lawrence. Um, his athletic ability is going to bring a whole new scary dynamic to the the San Francisco 49ers the only question is does he win the job week one uh is Garoppolo gonna get moved I don't that that's gonna be kind of interesting to see I mean with with Jimmy G's injury history and just up and down performance history it, it, like I, I'm sure it won't be before too long that we see trey Lance as the starter there right Yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan said after, like, just
0: tonight that he hopes Jimmy G's still on the roster on Sunday. I don't, like, it's, again, the value of having a quality quarterback, too. And if you're not going to get a lot, and I don't think you would for Jimmy G, you're better off keeping him on the roster. And then you don't have to feel the pressure to play Trey Lance early, but you have that option. And then you just, I don't know, having that veteran presence. Because, again, the rest of their quarterback room is pretty h- hilarious. It's Josh Johnson, it's Josh Rosen, it's Nate Sudfeld. Um, and if I were to bet money on who the third quarterback is behind Jimmy G and Trey Lance, I would bet Josh Johnson. Um, so, uh, which is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, so, I, I just, I, it, it feels so risky to trade Jimmy G. It's not worth it at this point. Um and that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lante is that week one starter.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I'm not sure the cap ramifications specifically, but I'm sure it wouldn't be worth, to, worth taking that dead hit on, on Garoppolo. Right. You'd rather just keep him. Like if you're getting a, I don't know, what are you going to get for Garoppolo? best? a fifth. So I, I don't say yeah, exactly. the words. That's what I'm thinking. And yeah. I'd rather just have him
0: stick around. And By all accounts, he's a, uh, a pretty solid veteran leader and, not to the Alex Smith grooming Patrick Mahomes level, but like it, it's not a bad thing to have him around a young Trey Lance. Trey Lance, the youngest of the quarterbacks selected tonight, right? Really. He's still only twenty. It's 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 bonkers.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, can I, I throw
0: th- another kind of holy shit moment, but more just I guess a, a cool moment? Um, sure. When the Bengals took Jamar Chase fifth, obviously reuniting him with Joe Burrow as college quarterback, and then. The immediate pick after the Dolphins take Jalen Waddle six, which also reunites him with his college quarterback in Tua. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and then even cooler, I thought J.C. Horn going eighth to the Panthers, playing for his dad's rival. And then right after Patrick Sertain going ninth to the Broncos, also playing for his dad's rival. I thought that was a really <laughs> cool moment.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that too. You know, what? if we if we want to roll this. Um, I, I'll put Horn and Sertan for kind of picks that surprise me a lot. I, I'm i with you
0: where it's not, a, I guess, not a surprise in terms of where we saw them talent-wise. No. Just not teams that they were necessarily, especially with Horn to the Panthers, not teams they were necessarily linked to um and and with the Broncos corner was obviously always talked about but the way they kind of addressed it with Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller it it felt like maybe they had done that so they could focus with the ninth pick somewhere else um but yeah they're they're both pretty surprising picks and I I think both fit into that category for sure
1: yeah like I think they're both good fits for each team um neither of them are reaches by any standard um, it should, I, I think both teams should have taken Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, I think the Panthers should have taken Rashawn yeah. Slater. But yeah, I I, 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 mean, hey, the NFL Network crew wasn't surprised by the Horn pick at all. Um, I was. Uh, I, I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I think it's a solid pick. I love it. Yeah, you again. Horn was your cornerback one. He's my cornerback two. I think he's like sixteenth on my board. It's like, it's fine. It's right there for me. Uh, I and then Sertan... When they came up with the Broncos, I really didn't expect that. Like you said, how they addressed the cornerback position already in the offseason. I thought it was going to be Micah Parsons or Justin Fields. So that that one's kind of weird, but again, I think they're both really, really good players and they're going to go in and be awesome for their teams. It just kind of surprised me a bit.
0: Yeah, I think when you look at it in terms of talking about how Justin Fields is on the board, it kind of sours you on the pick. Yeah. But if you remove that thought and you just look at it in terms of talent, where they're selected and how they fit, you feel a lot better about it. Yeah. Um, Like, for example, like, obviously, again, I love JC Horn. Uh, I love what, kind of watching what Matt rules, how he's kind of shaping this team. And and getting a corner one was a big need for them and bringing him in, having, obviously, Dante Jackson opposite him. Uh, I mean, think about what happened to Troy Pride with the... The boar on the floor last year, AJ. So getting a true alpha dog to be your corner one. You got Jeremy Chin, who's a bit of an alpha dog himself. Yeah. uh, Playing that safety linebacker hybrid. Uh, They've got a lot of interesting pieces. And I mean, remember last year, they spent every draft pick on defense.
1: They're addicted to defense.
0: Yeah. So hopefully they keep, keep it up. but. They've got pieces, like, up front. They drafted Eric Brown in the first round last year. They drafted Brian Burns in the first round the year before. They obviously took Gator gross in the second round last year. Um, and then uh, they signed Hassan Reddick for agency. They have Shaq Thompson, Jeremy Chin, now JC Horn. Like, there's pieces. Dante Jackson. There's interesting pieces. I'm excited to see how this defense all comes together. I really like Phil Snow when he was the Baylor's DC so I, I'm pretty excited to see how it all works, I guess.
1: Yeah, and just one last thing to add there. Fitter has seen the um, what a cornerback one can do on the defense. So he's very familiar with that. I'm sure that was Seahawks in the back of his mind. This, Seahawks, that. Um, what other picks surprised you? Um,
0: I think Jom Davis, not to say yeah, it surprised me in a negative way. I just didn't really see a lot of that. Um, definitely a need for Washington. Uh, we, we talk about the defensive line all the time, and the numerous pass rushers. and But I think because of how good the positions in the front seven outside of off-ball linebacker are, yeah. it kind of hid to some extent some of the holes that like playing John Bostic all the time. Um, so it kind of made you think entering the draft that they would be targeting if not in in the range for one of the quarterbacks they could be looking at o-line they could be looking at receiver they could be uh they could be looking at db even potentially i know they signed william jackson which kind of helped take that need off the board but um i i don't know like i think it's a good fit and I, i'm really excited to see him run clean behind that defensive yeah. line i i think he's a guy who's going to be a, a not even sneaky but just a defensive rookie of the year candidate. Just the absurd athleticism, his ability and coverage, and to be running freely again behind that D line. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really fun but surprising pick.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe I'm a little more sour. I totally agree. It's a good fit. It was a need. uh I wasn't surprised to see Jamin Davis go in the first round, although I don't think he, he, he should have uh, personally. I uh, was thinking, higher on him than you were. Yeah, I think 45th on my board or something like that. Um, so for that factor, I didn't really like it, and also, yeah, like, like you said, um, a need but not a desperate need because of how good everything in front of the linebacker core is. Um, but it, it it just it feels again, yeah, everything in front and like we we
0: know Kendall Fuller is a good player. They signed William Jackson, uh, Cameron Curl kind of emerged last year. They mm-hmm. have Landon Roberts or Landon Collins. Um, you could have you maybe address this more on day two because it's a position you can hide a little bit more just with the surrounding talent but yeah. again i i think for, in terms of just looking at through the scope of Jamon davis i think he mu- like he must be ecstatic that this happened not oh, yeah. only because he was a first-round pick but this is the place he can go and instantly be kind of a ultra impact player while not having all like a ton of pressure to be the the key defensive guy
1: oh yeah definitely no i i, I totally agree um, I will say uh, Ron Rivera's fingerprints feel all over this specific selection, um, f- like big time. Um, like you know, he, he had Keekley there. He knows what a great linebacker can do. I'm not saying Davis is Keekley but it just feels like that's what he's trying to recreate. So he, he also he also had a, a Davis of his own. Who that's a good point. Was a freaky athlete, pretty raw, but it all ended up coming together for him. There you go. So yeah, he's saying this is Keekley times Thomas Davis. And we're yep. putting him behind the, these these big old Bama boys on the defensive line, and we we'll are letting him run wild. I definitely think he's going to be really fun there. It, it's almost like the Patrick Queen pick a, a little bit, um, where like it's a really nice fit. Um, a queen, Queen out of reach. Good yeah, Queen out of reach. But I, again, yeah, it's, it's surprising. Definitely agree. Um, I'll throw a couple more out there. Um, I got one too. I got one more. So you go, I will go, and then you can finish. Okay. I mean, a, a lot of these categories can just blend together, so we'll just we'll, yeah, we'll hit them. We'll hit everything. It doesn't matter. Um, you talked about uh, the quarterback and receivers coming back together. You talked about the, the, the dad's uh, rivalry connections. How about, how about Travis Etienne coming back with, with, with Trevor Lawrence?
0: Yeah, I hated that. I thought that was a really poor decision. I hate it. Um, yeah, I, I really don't yeah. like.
1: Again, biggest James Robinson fan in the fucking world here. Um, so that pissed me off right about, right off the bat. Uh, Value wise, ignoring position, fine. Um, but looking at position, terrible. Just, looking at you, that, yeah. When you when go you look
0: at it in a broad. In, when you look at it in a broad sense, like yeah, he's a top thirty player on my board. Yeah. But when you look at it in terms of what Jacksonville has, um, yeah. It's James Robinson, like whether you think James Robinson's a stud, no, but he's a good enough starting running back. You saw that from him as an undrafted rookie. The needs Jacksonville has in other areas, and then um, uh, factoring in that they took a running back in the first round, which is is a, such a killer, stupid decision. Uh, I actually ended up putting this for. Dumbest trade because this was acquiring this twenty fifth pick was part of trading Jalen Ramsey to the Rams.
1: Right, that's a good and, good eye there. Yeah, and,
0: and you do that to acquire a running back. <laughs> it just seems so absurd when if you wanted to if you wanted to add more help to J- J- like Jacksonville's offense. I know like wide receiver is not the need it, it previously has been, but there was better wide receiver. Like I would rather you take your fourth wide receiver than your. Than than Travis Etienne there or you can you could I I mean I think we both would have leaned defense in general there. It there should have been a yeah. lot of holes, a lot of holes in that secondary that could have been addressed, um and even up front and it's, I don't know it just seems like such a luxury sell tickets <laughs> pick. We're getting the Clemson boys back together, yeah, getting the fans excited and it's I don't know I'm not here for that.
1: No, I don't like it. Again, I totally agree. This pick should have been defense. They, they 33, they can still get Trevon Merrick. Make us feel a little bit better, at least. Um, or Barmore, I, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, and then, then in your head, you flip where they selected them. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I don't, they don't, they didn't need a running back in the least. Maybe day three, sure. Um, It feels like such a luxury pick. I think I think this draft is going to get goofy from Urban and Crew. I think we're going to see a, a lot of out-of-nowhere kind of selections. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not not a fan. Although it is super fun, like Lawrence and Etienne coming back, like it is, yeah, it's I fun. Know. But I hate it. it, it, it. <laughs> yeah, it's you kind of have to look at it
0: through the smart way. But then it's also hard to take take away from like it's gonna be enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I know exactly. Like, it's it's the draft. We're all fans. We got to enjoy it. But um, and like it's gonna be fun. But I don't know. I'm I feel bad for from James a roster
0: building standpoint. It's done.
1: And a James Robinson fanboy fan point, yeah, <laughs> viewpoint. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, uh, I'll give you one more surprise: the Packers going Eric Stokes at 29th, who's a player I really like. Yeah, uh, a little bit, a little bit early for me, but I think you can justify taking a corner in the first round. I just, especially with all this Aaron Rodgers stuff, I thought for sure, yeah, the pick was was gonna be like Elijah Moore, or um, Tevin Jenkins, something to help that offense. Uh, or even Jock, because they do... Have, mm-hmm. I know he's not a classic off-ball linebacker, but that, that that's certainly a need. Um, rather th- than th- kind of... This is, what, the third time now, it feels like, that they've... It, now, Eric Stokes is a way better prospect than, I think, both Josh Jackson and Kevin King were, but this is the third time in, like, four years or whatever now that they've bet on a high upside corner. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jai J- J- Alexander was, like, a top-tier prospect when they drafted him, but... I don't know. That just kind of shocked me.
1: I, I like the player. Um, I had him like 40th. This was yeah. uh, th- 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 like perfectly, perfectly like a little bit of reach, but no big deal. Um, I like the fit. Uh, it was a need because they saw Kevin King get absolutely fucking cooked in the NFC Championship game, and they went out and addressed that. That's fine. Uh, but when you roll in the Aaron Rodgers news that came out today, uh, I definitely thought it was going to be offensive. I don't, I don't know why you're not doing everything in your power to uh, appease Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they are ready to move on from him, but I think that'd be absolutely fucking stupid. But, Goodenkun but said he's not trading him. But yeah, I, you gotta. I don't know, man. After what they did in last year's draft, pissing off with Jordan Love, um, AJ <laughs> Dillon, nothing pick. Deguire obviously wasn't on the field. After that, I, I don't. I don't know how you're not going. And the and, offensive line isn't as good. I don't know how you're not addressing that. Like it just doesn't work and, for me. And, and this is
0: less about Stokes the prospect. Definitely, because I think if the like if the Bills took him thirtieth, I think we'd both probably would have kind of liked that. I, I do like the about, pick, like uh, in, a yeah, vacuum, more, in a vacuum. It's, yeah, it's more vacuum. It's it's just more about the current state of the Packers and this just not seeming like the smartest move given
1: everything going on. Can I throw one more quick hitter out there, um, if if I may? Zayvon Collins, <laughs> Dane Dane Brugler had him mocked. DJ had him mocked both were like what the fuck really especially when we saw the second one and they were right and uh it makes sense apparently they're playing on a mic when you when you put them as like the, the perfect reddick replacement it makes sense there uh that's interesting but still it's kind of even though we'd kind of got a hint it was coming still surprising if we got zero hint that would have been like holy fuck where did that come from right
0: um what what pick had you shake your head i'm assuming other than mac jones
1: uh no, I love I love the Mac Jones pick. It's, Sorry, it's great you, yeah. Shaking
0: shaking your head like heck yeah,
1: heck yeah. I, I think it's fun for football. No, uh, but his teammates, Alex Leatherwood, i was yeah, shaking my head at that pick. That's my number one. That's so Raiders. It's, it's so classic. It's classic. I burst out laughing when it happened. Um, on our mock draft, I I had a feeling they're gonna go to Bama, <laughs> but I I said Barmore. Uh, and didn't expect this I, again in a vacuum. Um, good fit. It's a need, but it's 20-ish picks too early. I think I'm, I'm higher on Leatherwood than you are. So, like, 20-ish picks for me too yeah. early. I'm um, 53rd on my board. Okay. And, so, and like, again, oh. impressive. Like,
0: obviously, started for three years at Alabama. Top-tier program. Elite athlete. You, you can, like, I don't think he's going to be a bad player. I just that seems so early for him and there's just I have a lot of concerns about him as a pass protector I don't think like the length is a question I wonder if they view him as a guard or as a tackle I'm assuming tackle because of where they took him um I worry about some like his leverage in his hands his hands are a big problem for me and just kind of the lack of finish with him Mm -hmm. I think day two I think he, he, he it's worth it it's just 17th overall that's You can still get blue-chip prospects. You can still get first-round talents at 17. And and I say first-round in terms of most most classes have, like, 20 first-round, actual first-round graded players in them. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, with Jock sitting there, and I know Jock doesn't end up going the first-round, a.k.a. the media likes him more than the NFL. But, I don't know, it just felt like the biggest, one of the biggest reaches in, in a reach where some of the other reaches we had heard, like, yeah, Like, we had heard Joe Tr- Trion could be a first-round pick. We would heard Gregory Rousseau could be a first-round pick. Even Peyton Turner leading up to the draft could be a first-round pick. You didn't really see a 10 Alex Leatherwood first-round talk, and then it just happened to be a top-20 pick.
1: The Raiders have become the new sea Hockey where on day one, you're like, you know they're going to make a fucking splash, except yeah, they, but, but they only e- draft from blue bloods.
0: Yeah, it's easier
1: to pick out who, who it could be. Yeah. um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, like uh, again, way too early. Um, I don't know. It's almost like the Cleland Farrell pick where like, okay, he's a good player. It's too early. It's a blue blood. It makes sense for them. But uh, like Mayock needs to learn how to trade back, period. He needs to figure out how to trade back. And because unlike the Seahawks where they're kind of, you know, it's working for them and they won a Super Bowl. Uh, it doesn't look like it's working for the Raiders. And there's been a lot of doubt creeping in this offseason over Mayak's job and mainly Mayak's job and Gruden's job. Um, so, like, if they traded out of the first round, uh, maybe got another first round pick or a second round pick, whatever, and got him 36 where I have him, I think it's a nice move. I, I think the fit is good. The need It's a need, but they need to learn how to trade back, man. Yes.
0: Um, another pick that kind of had me cheek in my head. Which is a guy you are much much higher on than me. Um, the Giants taking Kadarius Tony trading back taking Kadarius Tony twentieth. Now, I I had him fortieth. I, I, I it kind of had me shaking my head that he went above a guy like Rashad Bateman above a guy like Elijah Moore. Um, there are concerns about him as a, a true like go to receiver. Obviously he is wicked after the catch with the ball in his hand. Anything can like he he can make anything happen. Um, when the ball's in his hand as a yak player. There's just concerns about his road running got better this year, but Mm -hmm. he's still very raw there, and his hands are still inconsistent. But what I guess kind of had me shaking my head the most about the pick was that do I trust Jason Garrett to use Kadarius Tony correctly? And the answer is no.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree that I was also shaking my head but I mean, for the same reason, but opposite. Because I'm a big Kadarius Tony fan. I had him 18th, so I don't think it's a reach. Uh, I again, I know I, I we had the Giants taking a receiver uh, in our mock, but when there's a top three guy, that's different. I don't know why they're so <laughs> horny for a wide receiver. Like, like at least they traded back, I guess. But no, I I don't. I'm I, as a Tony fan, I don't like this pick because I think they're gonna waste him. Uh, there's no natural fit in that offense uh again could they come up with some nice gadget plays and like you know Barkley and Tony in the backfield together could that get really fun potentially but do I trust them to do that no so I think this is going to end up being a bust of a pick for not Tony's fault um and like like I don't know it's a bad pick it's a bad pick but I love Kadarius Tony I hope it works but I think it's a bad selection by the Giants like they have all this
0: offensive talent, I just do. I trust that Daniel Jones can consistently get the ball in these playmakers' hands, and that Jason Garrett can uh, use these no. guys in the right way. Not really, because it's a like on paper. It's a really like Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley. Like on paper, it's a really interesting group. But yeah, I just I don't I don't trust anyone there to to get the most out of it
1: yeah i i mean i, I hope i'm wrong because i love the player but it just doesn't feel good i don't know it's just um, also just so out of nowhere too i really really did not
0: expect that pick yeah one more is the Steelers. my Steelers take your running back although Najee harris is number one running back in this class for me no doubt for you as well And yeah i had him 18th on my board so in position value removed he's worth the 24th pick it's just I can't justify taking a running back in the first round, especially when there's so many holes on the offensive line, especially when the likes of Tevin Jenkins, Creed Humphrey, mm-hmm. Landon Dickerson, like all those guys are still there and all would have filled bigger needs. Um, that kind of makes me hate it because you can have the greatest running back in the world, but if you have a horrible O-line, it's not a ton they're going to be able to do. Versus, if you have a O line, a subpar running back can make things things happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I I love the fit. I love the player. He was like 13th on my board. I'm a huge Najee Harris fan. Um, but you're never gonna be happy when your team drafts a running back in the first round. That's that's just the way the league is now. I mean, come come November when Najee's running over guys in the snow to to, yeah, to win he'll the be division. My you're going to fucking love him but tonight <laughs> tonight it's a bad pick and in the scope of the NFL draft it's a bad pick and like you just said the the scary thing is uh yeah the running backs were bad last year but the run blocking was just as bad if not worse like that that was the issue um i mean the running back talent too but you know when you could have got Tevin Jenkins here or Humphrey or or Dickerson or whoever else you want to plug in there um and then come back and get Trey Sermon or something like that um, in yeah. the third round, that would have just you would have made, been way more happy, and you know it, it, maybe Sermon was breaking one last tackle in November than, ha- than Harris is, or than Harris is. But again, you're gonna you're gonna love him down the line. Um, I'm gonna get my dad his jersey for his birthday. It's gonna be good for Steelers oh. fans, but but right now it sucks. I agree with you. Uh,
0: I'll give you for what, for two guys who I was wondering why they slid, especially because they played premier positions. Uh, how about Rashawn Slater sliding to 13th yeah. to the Chargers, and yep. Christian Dariusaw sliding 23rd to the Vikings, which was a wicked trade back move by the Vikings to still
1: get Dariusaw. Big time. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why uh, either of them slid. I mean, I guess Slater might have just been, uh, you know, the the Panthers fancied the corner, and and no one else was really. I mean, I, I think the Cowboys probably should have taken him. Like there was a couple teams there that should have you know the, i never thought the eagles were going to like smith kind of seem wide receiver or smith specifically would seem like the you know what i mean so like it maybe it was just a symptom of that and i think that's a fucking amazing pick for the los angeles chargers uh one of the picks of the night hands down yeah <laughs> hands i think it, it's
0: it's one of the three best picks of the night in terms of especially just because you didn't like we've been mocking I think we bonked Derisaw and Elijah Vera tucker there various times. We, could, we yep. never imagined Rashawn Slater would be there. and He is, I think, their ideal pick outside of Panay Sewell. Um, yep. The exact left tackle they needed. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. The Chargers continue to
1: give me false hope. Definitely. Um, And on the Derisaw front, I'm I'm less surprised that he, he slid a little bit. I, I think like the, the latest kind of rumblings were that he wasn't going to be in the teens as much but uh this is great i mean we talked about like i i i would have been surprised if they took him at uh at 14 um it just didn't feel right and hey we're right on that front but uh, as a fit i think Darius is an awesome fit with the vikings clearly a need um i think this is a great great pick to maneuver back and still pick him up um so hey other teams didn't draft him but the chargers and and the vikings come off big time um I'll throw out guys that that slid out of the first round. Uh, Jeremiah Wusukarma. Is it just the the tweener thing for him? I think so. That's my guess. Is
0: partially because Isaiah Simmons struggled so much. I know they're not the same player, but you know the NFL likes to let things stick in their mind that way. I, yeah. I I think like Jock's obviously not a great scheme pit for every team, but like I I don't know. I I had him 12th on my board. I still. I th- Could he be the Jeremy Chin of this class, where he goes in the second round? Mm-hmm. He's incredible. That's kind of what I'm wondering. and just looking at <clears throat> looking at the board here, second round. Would you see anyone early in the second round that you think uh would be a
1: slam dunk team to take him? Uh Honestly, like I, I'm again. You Philly? had him twelve. Item fourteen. So, sorry, what'd you say? I said Philly. Philly, yeah, that's and that's an absolute slam dog. if he's if he's there at thirty seven, yeah. Um, like even the even the Jets can pull the trigger. Like I, I don't think any of these teams drafting at the top can go wrong drafting him. But yeah, if it, if it ends up in Philly, that's getting getting Devonte and and Jock. That's the, okay. Are we? Are, is our faith back in Howie man? I, I like. I think you got to start <laughs> feeling good if if you're an Eagles fan. Like that'd be yeah, right. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like again, I. If he's there at 37 the Eagles don't take him, I think they're fucking idiots. <laughs> I, think they're, I think there's no in-between there. Um, how or, about... How, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I just, you, you shoot. Uh, how about Oziz Ojolari, where we saw at the end, Payton turmer come off the board. Rousseau, not surprising, come off the board. Owe come off the board. Tryon come off the board, and ojolari still sitting there. That That's surprising. Did you see the late report mentioning his medicals? no i didn't okay there you go see the, the one yes. the really i didn't see that uh it's it the the medical thing is really uh tricky this year like it's coming out like we saw so much come out today i didn't even see that one um so there what what was it specifically it, it didn't even say it
0: just said there's multiple mm. me- medical red flags that could push him into the
1: second round well there you go there's there's the reason that he slid um that sucks. That makes sense. But that's a good
0: point. When you when you had that little uh, in the back end of the first round, you have that little run on edge rushers, and you're thinking this guy because he he's in that kind of the top tier of edge and doesn't even go. I mean, there was conversations that the Giants might take him at eleven, and then yeah,
1: yeah, yeah when he's better than all of those guys that I just named, <laughs> yeah. Um, for for surprise they got picked. I think the two biggest for me were Zabin Collins to the Cardinals and then Tony to the Giants. Tony was up there for me. Um I put Etienne, but we talked about that. Um let, let's talk with Zabin Collins. I mean we touched on it quick. We saw some of the sim the, the signs there, but still still surprised me. Two years in a row to take
0: an off ball linebacker in the first round, um top top ten and then top twenty pretty crazy. I know Zaman Collins and Isaiah Simmons are different skill set players but both tweener players where Isaiah Simmons is kind of the linebacker safety hybrid and Zayman Collins is more of the The I mean there's talk that some people thought he was an edge um, I'm really excited to see how they pair together uh, I'm hoping this doesn't mean they're just giving up on Isaiah Simmons and it's more like they're getting a comp, a guy who can compliment him because mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons is best traits are his length and athleticism and potentially what he could do in in space where zayvon collins is a much more downhill striker who consistently stacks and sheds and gets involved in the run i'm really excited to see what happens with that
1: yeah no me too and like i like the player a lot maybe slightly early to me but uh no i, I like that and they said they're playing at my mic so yeah just the way they're going to use them uh it's going to be interesting do I trust them to use him great? Not really, but but definitely interesting. Hey, I'm going to stick to the position. I was surprised Michael Parsons was the pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, not that the value isn't there. Um, I don't know when you look at that roster. I know linebacker is a need, but I don't think it's the biggest need. But I guess when you're well, picking, I th- sorry. I I think I, I thought it was going to be Rashawn Slater. I I me too. I thought one. Of the, I like the move to trade back. Uh, one of the smarter trades of the night. Picked up a third. None of their guys were going to go. And especially when Horn and Sertan just came off the board and they kind of got fucked over there. Um, but, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be Slater. I definitely thought it was going to be Slater. So, just, I was surprised there. Again, I like the player a lot. Uh, the fit's pretty decent. I don't know if I love the pick absolutely, though. I Again, kind of hard when Horn and Sertan just came off. But at least they maneuvered back and still got probably the best defense player in the draft. It's so like all that looks good, and I think he's gonna look good for the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, yeah, I don't know. with With the front not the best there, maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna just be a little more time for him to kind of come on. You know what I mean? Hmm.
0: Um. Overall, do you have any favorite fits that specifically stood out? I I got a lot of fits I uh, like. Um. Can you okay? Uh, how about give me one in each section, like one pick from the top 10, one pick from the, the teens, and one pick in, like, the 20s to 32 that were your favorites. Okay.
1: Um, okay. I didn't I didn't have them breaking down like that, but okay. I'll, I'll do that. Well, uh, it's not that hard to figure it out. No, I just don't – so we have – Yeah, it's, it's not overlap. hard. It's just, guys, I wanted to mention that I'm not going to be able to because stupid rules. Um, <laughs> no. If you them all, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, top 10 uh, – I, I'm happy that Devontae Smith ended up with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I mean, obviously need big time for them. Uh He's, I don't know, he screams Philly. I think that's just going to all work out perfectly. Um Now, <laughs> and, and coming back with Jalen Hurst, too, that's awesome. I think that's all awesome for, for, for Devontae Smith. I think, like, if you're not looking at the, the, the obvious picks, I love that. I love that fit. And for the teens? Oh, sorry, I thought we were going to alternate. Okay, teens, um... Teens, I'll, I, fuck, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to 20. I, my top one was, was Quiddy Pay at 21. I, I think that's just an absolute, uh, home run pick. Uh, perfect fit for Quiddy Pay. Perfect pick for the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's just gonna, you know, lots of talk about, oh, why wasn't he as productive at Michigan? Blah, blah, blah. I think they're, they're sticking him. They're not moving him around too much. Uh, if they do, it's just kicking inside on third downs. And I think he's gonna be an absolute fucking shit wrecker for, for the Indianapolis Colts. For years to come,
0: yeah, that was a very Chris Ballard pick.
1: It was, it was. And here, I'll go into the later 20s. I'm gonna, I'm gonna combo uh, Rashad Bateman, who we mocked to the Baltimore Ravens. I was so that was one of my favorite picks of the night. Um, I was just so happy to Same. see him actually land with the Ravens. Obviously, we're both huge fans of him and we're kind of worried, okay, does the NFL not love him as much? No, the NFL loves him. The Ravens are smart. I love that pick. And then they came back and got J- Jason Oway at 31, who I know. You're not as high on the production doesn't meet the testing numbers. I think if you watch the tape, he, 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 the production should have been better. He was around the football; it just didn't happen. And I don't know. The Ravens taking him, it just means to me that he's going to be a good professional football player. Like this is like okay, always good. This is all all going to come together for him. Um, and like that combo is just like okay, the Ravens are good at drafting. What else is new? They always pull off great great moves like that.
0: Well, that answers a question I was going to ask you. Being obviously four of the last five picks in the first round were kind of high upside edge rushers. I was going to ask what was your favorite pick to fit, and I I, I, I see obviously the answer is a way to the Baltimore
1: Ravens. definitely. But if I may say, I, Joe Tryon, a reach, um, but a good fit in both the scheme, but also that he won't have to contribute a lot right away. So I think this is a win for Tryon, where obviously he's going to the Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's not going to be asked to come in and, and produce. And, you know, he, he was off this year and I think that's just a really good home for him. And I think, and obviously going the first round great too, but I think that's a huge, huge win for, for, for Joe Tryon, And I like him early for me, but considering, you know, where we're and the rest of the went, not a big deal. No.
0: Um, okay. For my favorite fits from the top 10, I will say Panay Sewell. Um. Yeah. Basically, I, I believe if you're not taking a quarterback, default to taking the best offensive lineman. He was the best offensive lineman. Um. He he bites kneecaps. I think you made that joke on the podcast prior to this happening, <laughs> when Dan Campbell's going to want to get his kneecap biter, <laughs> uh, and he gets it. And Penesu Sewell um, can play left tackle, can play right tackle, play wherever you want him. Just such a rare explosive athlete who's so natural at chipping and climbing. Um, and so young and full of upside, yeah. I think just banking on the best offensive lineman in the class who also just has incredible upside in the top 10 is a really smart move, especially if you don't love any of the quarterbacks. I mean, obviously I think we both would say Justin Fields would make more sense, but when you remove that thought, I think awesome fit, awesome pick. Um, in the teens, I'll go with Jalen Phillips to the Dolphins uh, at 18, which I think we mocked. Yeah. Um, my f- number one pass rusher, uh, the only question had to do with his medicals. Um, I, the guy, the, the kind of the instant pass rush they needed, uh, best hands among the pass rushers in the class, crazy energy on the field. And a big time athlete to go with a 260 hundred and sixty pound frame, um, I, I'm I'm so excited to see. I think the Dolphins did a really good job between oh, that yeah. and getting Jalen Waddle, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I, I I think getting that they, they trade Shaq Lawson um, <laughs> after signing him and, and they get this and uh, again keeping guys in state is always gonna. I was get, pumped get my, get my w-
1: when the when the Dolphins came off came on the clock and they had their pick of the litter at edge. And uh, I think that was my favorite fit for them. Even though I, you had Phillips edge one, so this was perfect for you. Uh, he was like edge three for me with, with Pay and, and uh, Ojolari over him. Uh, but I love this fit. I, I totally agree with this slam dunk.
0: Uh,
1: and then in the 20s, I would have said
0: Pay or I would have said Rashad Bateman. You took both. Um, I will say Christian Darasaw, mainly because I had him as my 14th player. Uh, I really like the way the Vikings kind of work the board moving mm-hmm. back to 23, get a plug and play left tackle, which is a huge need at a premier position. Um, and he, I think this, for him, the player, this is best case scenario. I think zone run scheme is where he's going to be at his best. And that's, yeah. he's, I mean, Gary Kubiak's son's the offensive coordinator. This is, it's perfect. He is, I mean, throwing the Boston College game where he's just. His movement skills in space, when he is on and looking to kill, he is a tone setter. That I don't think he necessarily like. They have a lot of athleticism on that on that Vikings line between Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland, and Brian O'Neill. But I don't think they necessarily have that glass eater. And I think he can be that. Um, on top of also being another awesome
1: athlete. Yeah, da- Dalvin Cook is definitely smiling tonight. And and those names you just mentioned, with Darius, uh, uh, Brian O'Neill o- opposite of him. Uh, Cleveland moving into, into, or, sorry, sticking at guard now. Um, Garrett Bradbury, if you look at that on paper, um, that, that offensive line has the potential to be like one of the best run blocking offensive lines in the league. Now, will it all come together? Uh, some, some of the pieces are starting to work, but we've seen flashes from each and every one of these guys, either at college or, or with the Vikings. Um, but that could be a really, really, really fun offensive line to watch if it clicks I love that pick too. I think I definitely, I had it up there, but I, I got limited by my 10, uh, top 10 teens and 20s <laughs> format.
0: Um, okay. Value pick of the night. I'm going to go, I had Darisaw here. I'm going to go kill Farley though. It just love seemed it. like such a worthwhile move for the Titans to bet on him. Could have been corner one. Uh, obviously injuries and opt out and just J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain being awesome uh had him end up being the third corner off the board so much upside and this is the i think you said this is such a smart like boomer bust pick for the titans um press man fucking stud his (laughs) click and close is unbelievable he played quarterback in high school started out as a receiver of attack and he he really only played two years of corner yeah. And uh, gets to go to a playoff team like the Titans and probably won't be forced into action early, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting
1: week one. I I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel kind of silly that uh, we didn't think of this in our mock draft, but maybe it was just because we, th- we thought with the back he wouldn't go in the first round. Um, because when, when the Titans came off the clock and the way they were talking about Farley all night, I felt like this was going to be the pick. I'm like, when, when Goodell went up and announced I'm like, this is a great pick. And yeah. It's like every year they kind of take a swing. Last year it was Wilson. Didn't work. Year before that, Jeffrey Simmons. Also similar injury history, but could have been a top 10 guy. This That's working out. I think Farley is following the that pattern of Simmons. I Big need for them, too. I think this is going to turn out great for them. Um, some uh, Slater was my top guy. We already talked about that. Uh, Fields as well. Um, you talked about Panay Sewell, but I'll just add to that. That Yeah, I, I, I love that pick. I thought Sewell was the be- third best player in the class um premier position um maybe not like a screaming need for the lions but definitely a need um they were ecstatic when they landed him so just just to land the top tackle in the class um at seven that feels like just great great value to me and i think like you said i think he's the youngest player in the in the class i think sewell's got hall of fame potential I, i think he's a special player i think this is this is a slime dunk for the lions um, okay,
0: biggest reaches. I I mean Mac Jones, Alex Leatherwood, those two stood out. I put Peyton Turner, Greg Rousseau, and Joe Trium down as well. Um, Joe Trion was the lowest player on my board who was drafted. I think I had him ninetieth. I think I had Rousseau like eighty-one, and uh, Peyton Turner sixty. We heard the Peyton Turner stuff, mm-hmm. and then R- Rousseau and Trium Trium were always kind of rumored to be in the conversation. So I don't think any of it was shocking. Um part of it is just again as Izo Jolari, Joseph Asai, two guys I really like, still being on the board when those guys go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I do think Peyton Turner is a far safer bet than Russo and Tryon. Um like I think Peyton Turner was definitely worth the second round pick. Uh and, and he's gonna be a really solid NFL starter. I just do I see him as a pro bowl level talent. That's worth a first round pick, maybe not. But I, again, I think he he can start for a decade. So it was a reach, but it's still a, a pretty safe reach, I guess. Um, Rousseau and Tryon, I thought, were big big swings.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I, same same guys for me. Leatherwood, obviously. Um, Mac, but I, I don't even consider that because of the quarterback, and we knew it was coming. Uh, Jamin Davis for me, but yeah. Well, Turner I had fifty fourth. Um, Rousseau had fifty seventh, and Tryon at sixty three. So not as big as reaches, but still reaches. Um, I agree with you. Um, I, I talked about how I like the try and landing spot for him, Gregory Rousseau. I, I think this was a really, really interesting pick by the Buffalo Bills. Um, I don't like it makes sense, but I don't like it. Uh, for him, I, I like that it's the Bills. Um, like you know, I, I'm I, I feel good about that, but. I don't know. I, I feel like they're drafting someone, and he's not going to be that, that what he, they think he is. And I think that kind of, like, the way they were talking about him when he got selected, oh, the 15 sacks, but well, watch the tape. It, it's, you know, a lot of it was inside manufacturing, and it was kind of just easy. Um, so I don't know. That's That feels super boomer bust. I don't hate it from the Buffalo Bills, all things considered, that we figured he was going to go in the first round. Um, and the, the position was right. That one's going to be really interesting. That that's one of the more interesting picks to see three years, four years, five years down the line how that worked out.
0: Yeah, um, I'm hope like again if anyone's gonna can develop him the right way, it's probably going to be Sean McDermott and that yeah. staff. Yeah. Uh, and and not a guy who, like with Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, their veteran starters, not a guy who has to take on a huge role early can kind of work his way into the rotation. Um, I, I, both, I don't know, both try and Rousseau are big athletic, but kind of stiff guys who are still kind of, Yeah. I don't know. N- n- there's not a lot of consistency in their pass rush. Like Russo, so much of his production came from nose tackle. Tryon just, I felt is kind of not a ton of pass rush plan there. Uh, but both landed in I, ideal situations, so I mean, there is certainly a path for them to become what they're supposed to when selected in these slots.
1: Definitely, no, I I fully agree there. Um, um it, for yeah. smart smartest trade,
0: I I mean it's hard to pick any other than the Justin Fields one.
1: Agree, um,
0: agree. I'll, but I'll also just throw out the Eagles jumping back to ten get devonta smith and ensuring they have that playmaker they need
1: agree yeah so moving from six to 12 uh and then back up two slots to get devonta i think they, they orchestrated that very well um and on the flip side dallas just trading back two slots to pick up that third also super smart so i think that's just a win-win um plus plus they both get to fuck over the giants a bit so win 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 in the NFC East for, for both of those teams I, I think those were the two smartest trades of the night for sure and dumbest. I, I said the Travis ATM. There was no like
0: during the draft trade that really stood out to me.
1: To, to me, um, I, I didn't like the Jets trading up. Now, they didn't pay super a lot, but I so I could have put the Vikings for smartest trade, but to create the content. Um, <laughs> I think they did great. What well, was it? 14 and 143 for 23, 66, and 86. So getting those extra top 100 picks for the Vikings is great. Um, uh, you know what? Also, kind of made me a little, little more sour on. It? I don't hate the pick at all. Um, you gotta, you, you gotta protect Zach Wilson. You got Mackay backed in there. I like the pick. Although um, I, I wasn't super high on Elijah Fairtalker, but this is exactly where we expected him to go. Um, but was Slater falling a bit? Like, why didn't they just try to pull the trigger and, and get up and get Rashawn Slater? And then that you were like made the biggest splash of, the, of draft night, maybe other than the Fields trade. So I think just that mixed in, um, they overpaid slightly, not terribly. I didn't love that. I didn't love that, but I think they got a good football player, so it's not going to be too bad.
0: It, I, I definitely get where you're coming from, and then I feel like it was almost just immediately overshadowed because of the next three picks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good point. It's a good point. It like, kind of felt like
0: there was very there was very little talk. Like, first of all, Mike like Justin, well, not even like Devonta Smith, Justin Fields, Michael Parsons, and Rashad and Slater were four like major talking point picks in a row. Then that trade happens. They take Vera Tucker, but then Mac Jones goes. And then Zayvon Collins is like, oh, wow. And then Dalek's the Alex Lillard will pick. It all really overshadowed that I feel like there was very little talk about the Jets making that Vera Tucker pick.
1: Yeah, a bold move. Um, funny enough, Elijah Vera Tucker was 23rd on my board, and they gave up 23 to move up to get him. Um, but, yeah, especially when you mix it in with, I think Derrissaw is better than Very Tucker, and the Minnesota traded back and got yeah. Darius at obviously, the same position, or you could, you know, off as a line. Um, so I think that kind of all rolled in, just soured me a bit on the trade. Not not saying like this is going to blow up in the Jets' face or anything, um, but just I, di- I didn't love it. I didn't love it. No, it's totally fair. Um, okay, before we get out of here, some of the best players still
0: available, uh, as we head into day two. You mentioned Jock already, of course. Um, we we talked about Aziz Ojalari, I, I mentioned just Joseph Asai. Uh, I, both the centers, Linden Dickerson, Creed Humphrey. Yep. Um, Tevin Jenkins, of my favorite player. Yep, and Tevin Jenkins, uh, two of my favorite players, Elijah Bolden, Elijah
1: Moore, Trevon Morig. Like, there's still so much big time talent. Yeah, uh, I think like Morig is gonna go off the board fast. Uh, at Christian yeah, Barmore th- in there you, too. Yep. Do you th-
0: they, it's got to be one of those guys to kick off the Zac and Jags, right?
1: I think the Jags gonna take. It. Hey, stay tuned for our, our mock draft on Instagram. Uh, maybe it'll be out by the time you're listening to this. We'll do a, a, a day two mock. I mean, I think we're going to do M- Mary, the first pick, right? I'll let you have the first uh, pick because I got the first pick in boy, our last mock. Tease it. Tease it. Maybe. You'll, the have mock- to, to see. you'll have to check Instagram to see. Um, <laughs> before we go, I, 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 how are you feeling? Just give us some honest feeling right now, buddy. I feel like there's Is a lot hard? of... T- there's a lot of tension in your heart, but you're not letting it all out. I just want it's, to hear it.
0: It's hard because Najee Harris, the person, is one of my favorite people in the draft. I yeah. love watching him play football. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I th- I think he's going to be a top tier running back with the Steelers, but it it just you can't just, like, no matter what, every year when I'm like, in my head I'm like, this running back, he's gonna be awesome in the first round for this team. But it never really. If the angle is a Super Bowl, it's never the right decision.
1: Yeah, I agree. Oh, one more, one more thing. Uh, super fast Offensive player of the year and defense. Uh, offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year.
0: Uh, mine haven't. My actual picks haven't been drafted yet. Actually, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. No, no. no. Uh, I'll just based off the first round. I will say. I mean, it's
1: hard not to pick Trevor Lawrence, right? Agree. No, it's he's gonna be the favorite. Uh, he's got a good chance. I, I think we both think the Jags are gonna be super improved. I mean, mm, we got to see what they do the rest of the draft, but yeah, I think that's that's there. And I think probably Parsons is gonna be the favorite uh, going into the season on the defensive side. I'm I'm gonna pick Jomon Davis. Okay, I, I, that's a good pick. I'm I'm gonna pick Quiddie Pay.
0: Okay, that that was gonna be my second pick. So. Okay. Good pick. I'm glad, but we're very, we're both very invested in the quitty Pay Colts thing.
1: I love that. One of my favorite picks of the night. And I'm sure it'll be for the rest of the draft. Great, great. Me too. Agree. Can't wait to see
0: uh, what the Seahawks do tomorrow. <laughs> I can wait.